Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Tuesday, April 21st, 2020 is the year. I am your host, Will Hunter, joined by my suffering through technical difficulties co-host, Matt Sheehan. It's so far so good. <laughs> Matt, what's up? I, I've been listening to your voice for 20 seconds, and that's about 15 <laughs> more seconds than we did the first time we tried this. So, Will, Godspeed on your end. I'll try to hold things down on the other end and get all the hamsters spinning as fast as they possibly can over here. Um, about 10 minutes ago, my power went out. We started recording uh, a few minutes after that. Um, and I forgot to mention that to Matt, just to let him know, hey, if the power goes out, here's our plan, because it just went out for me, um, X, Y, and Z. So that was our first shot at recording. Then we stopped, we restarted. Our second shot, we went about 10 seconds before our connection cut out. No power outages, just uh, nope. Skype drops out completely. Yep. Matt can't hear me, nope. I can't hear him. Um, and so this is our third attempt at getting this show off the ground. And so far, so good. Yes, knock on wood. Yes. Oh, God, yes. I thought you were gone for a second. <laughs> nope, nope, just pounding on every piece of lumber in this office. That is <laughs> uh, all. Matt, how was your 420? Did you get super baked? Oh, yeah, the toe, just to the moon. No, no, I, oh, God, what's the closest I think I had to weed today? Um, pizza, I guess? <laughs> I, that's it? I, I suppose, I, I live a boring lifestyle, Will. It's, it's just Miller Lite for me on, on this end of the, the call. I'm I'm teasing. Um on today's show, we are going to talk about Michigan State landing another recruit. Croton! Yes, the uh, the weed smokers weren't the only ones going green on oh, 420, Matt. Well, that's why you're a professional, Will. Look at you. Look at me. How that long were you sitting on that one for? Hours? Minutes? Days? Seven seconds. Okay. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you. Um, Weaved it right in there. Michigan State landed a another recruit, uh, 2021 class, Antoine Booth. We're going to talk about him and kind of give you know a little bit of a broader picture of where Michigan State's 2021 class is sitting right now. We've got a decent kind of idea of what they've got here. Yep. We are going to start looking ahead a little bit to the NFL draft. I want to have some fun with the, uh, the NFL's mock draft <laughs> uh, that they held here and laugh at that but we're also going to talk about some Michigan State things I've got a game that we're going to play called you can only have one where it relates to the Detroit Lions and Michigan State players and it's not too tough to guess what it's about you can only have one Matt okay fine you can uh, only I'll, have one yeah, I'll try my best so that's the uh the plan for today's show and if we need to um you know we'll spend a little bit of time getting into uh, draft stock and things like that, who's looking at what round and all that, but that's most likely going to be you know, tomorrow on Wednesday, and then Thursday we're really diving in. We've got a guest coming on to discuss uh, the draft stock of all of Michigan State's different prospects that they've got. So that's the plan for today's show. Reminded to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Reminder, this weekend, Potapalooza, Matt. Potapalooza, baby. Woo! Potapalooza. Um, I am participating in it along with a ton of actually talented podcasters raising money for uh, coronavirus relief. And, uh, you know, you buy a ticket, you, you make a donation, you get a ticket, and you get access to all these special podcasts from, you know, different shows, maybe some that you listen to, so little bonus episodes, a uh, chance to explore and find some new shows and, and all that um, yeah, happy to be a part of that. Potapalooza. I'll be tweeting out links and 
you know, trying to direct some people to go there and help out. Um, but yeah, that's that's going on this weekend. Look out for that. All right, you ready, Matt? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Okay, let's uh, let's start here with Antoine Booth. Antoine uh, Booth. He, Antoine Booth. He is someone who uh, we didn't talk him about him really at all, but uh, I don't know. Midweek last week, he kind of made reference to the fact that he was getting ready to commit. Uh, all signs were pointing to Michigan State. And that came true on Monday with his commitment. Booth uh, comes from Dematha Catholic, which is in Baltimore, uh, the Baltimore area. Football powerhouse, Matt. Do you know what well-known Michigan State player, recent player, came from that very school? Mm, friend of the program, perhaps, Will? I wouldn't is say friend. No but... close personal friend <laughs> of the program, uh, Darian Harris. That's right. Yes, one-time right. guest of the show, Darian Harris. Um, you know, four-year player at Michigan State, captain, part of the, the uh, college football playoff team, and the current director of player engagement for Michigan State football also went to DeMatha Catholic. So anytime you can dip into the East Coast, get a player out of Maryland, that's always a good thing. And DeMatha is a football powerhouse. Uh, Booth is not even the best pr- uh, college prospect on his team. Um, and you know, it's an impressive group they got there. So powerhouse, yeah. powerhouse booth is a three-star prospect defensive back. He's an 83 on 24, seven 84 in the composite, uh, the 26th best player in Maryland in the, uh, 24, seven composite rankings had offers from power five schools, Maryland, Rutgers, and Virginia, along with Michigan state and chose Michigan state. Matt, that is the quick skinny breakdown of one Antoine Booth. It, yeah, and I know that's 26 in the state of Maryland. Uh, you look at a map, Maryland necessarily isn't hogging up a bunch of space, uh, but they are truly an underrated uh, hotbed for college football prospects. Like, that is a very talented area. You wonder why Penn State always dips their toes down in there, why Tennessee comes over, why Ohio State will dab a little bit in there. Maryland, they do fly under the radar as far as football talent goes. So, yeah, 26 in the state, it's not like the sexiest rating. But when you put it up against the rest of the people in the state of Maryland, like that, it's pretty respectable at that point. Crab cakes and football. Yeah, that's what they're known for, baby. That's all. And especially when the kid goes into math and Catholic, wait. too. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Do you understand that reference at all? Oh, that was a reference? I uh, uh, remember the Titans. You've never seen Wedding Crashers? Ah, uh, no, nope, no, no. Okay, crab cakes no. and football, that's what Maryland does. That's that's uh, the line from that. Um, so, yeah, like you were saying, booth, yes. <laughs> it's a good point. Uh, Maryland has 15 four-star players. Um, yeah, that's which healthy. Is more yeah. than you would think, maybe at first blush. And like we said, DeMatha, uh, Greg Penn the third is a four-star player, the 10th best player in the state, also at DeMatha. And then they also have, where is he? Oh, I Colin just lost Mobley. him. Colin Mobley, 16 in the country. Th- thank you. High thank three you. star. Uh, he probably will Colin go Mobley, elsewhere. Yeah. yeah, 16 in the state, high three star. And then you get down to um, Antoine Booth. And really the players committed around him from the state, Vanderbilt, Duke, Maryland, Maryland, Virginia Tech, Rutgers, Boston College. Like So it's kind of yeah. right in line if you think about it. That's where Michigan State's recruiting at right now. Solid power five prospect. If he develops, he becomes a starter one day. That's the kind of guy that they're just getting right now. And you and I have kind of talked about this a decent amount. It just where, I don't know, the expectations are with this class. 
Um, we did get one email, and you know what? I don't know. I'll I'll pull that up in a second here because I think we can kind of answer some of the filibuster for some of the questions here. No, just I guess what are you making so far? Michigan State has six commits. They didn't Mm -hmm. have any two weeks ago. Now they've got six. They rank 29th in the country, ninth in the Big Ten. Their average rating is 84.8, correct? Which is a decent little chunk lower than it was last year. The 2020 class was an 85.68. Um, the mm-hmm. previous year, 87, and then, you know, 86, 88, 89. Like, there's, you know, there's a little bit of a drop-off right now. Last year's class, 43rd in the country, 10th in the Big Ten with an 85.68 rating. This group so far, it's just six players, but it is lower, Matt. It is, and, yeah, not to be, you know, Miss Debbie Downer over here, but, yeah, 29th overall is great, but this early in the game, I like to look at the average star rating, and right now it is at the back end of where Power 5 schools are. So 29th in the country, I feel like this early in the game, because 247 uses a combination of the star power, the amount of kids on the team, and right now pretty much everyone's got, like, anywhere between, like, four and seven commits on their team, unless you're yes. uh, Ohio State and you're already rocking with seven. Kids. We're not talking uh, about, like, Ohio State is, you may not know this, guys, but Ohio State is currently assembling what could be the greatest recruiting class in the history of, like, recruiting class tracking. Like, it is absurd, correct. and they're going to win a national championship or two because of it. Carry and, on. And, well, I, and just to point out a few examples of how wonky uh, recruiting rankings are this early in the cycle, like, right now... North Carolina's got the number two class in the nation. Don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong. They got 11 four-stars. That's incredible. They will finish in the top 15, but it's still a little early. Like Maryland, number 12. Rutgers, number 14 class in the nation right now because, well, one four-star, 10 three-stars. It's it's very interesting. And LSU is only two spots ahead of MSU, just for comparison. Oklahoma, four spots behind MSU right now as we speak. So, yeah. I don't look at the 29. I do look at the average star ranking. And if you ever listen to our podcast after a kid commits, we are high on all six of these kids. We do think they are three stars with good upside. I'm not saying that it's going to be a terrible class and see end all be all. It just is a slow start. But that's not well, us ripping Tuck or anything. It's just looking at the fact of what he has to deal with. We yeah. spoke about it 4,000 million times. The world shut down. He's been here for two minutes. He can't see these kids. These kids can't see him unless it's over FaceTime. These are tough times, and I'm sorry. I I don't care if this sounds like a cop out here. You, I think you got a grade on a scale, though, for Tucker's first class. I'm sorry that's a loser's mentality, but wow, you throw all that in. It's kind of kind of tough to say, why isn't he landing four and five stars? like So <laughs> that's just where I stand on it. I want, yeah, I want to add on to that. We're going to pause real quick. We'll come right back, and then we'll get into the NFL draft. Okay, so yeah, you were kind of leading down the path that I wanted to eventually get to. This email from Max um, Klitschke. Klitschke? Thank you for listening. Sorry about the name, but yes, thank you for listening. Yes. Um, So he asked a few questions just about recruiting and and all that. Uh, He titled this email, Recruiting for Dummies. Um, And so he asked, what rankings are better to pay attention to uh, over the stars? Uh, Like just looking at like, oh, three star, he must not be great, you know, right? So composite rankings versus regular rankings. Um, And you were kind of getting into that a little bit. So when we talk about a player rating, 24-7 does their own individual ratings, and they're always solid numbers. You're in Mm -hmm. 82, 83, 84. And I think 89 is the delineation point for four-star. It might be 90. I'm not sure. 90 would make sense. It's somewhere in there. But anything 87 and up is pretty much considered a a high three-star 
um, on 24-7. And then they take composite rankings with rivals numbers, ESPN's numbers, um, scouts numbers, and they combine them all up through their algorithm or that, whatever, and it spits out a four-digit number that's like .8563, right? And that's yeah. kind of like an 85-ish, 86. And so that's what we uh, are referencing when we're talking about 24-7's ratings or composite ratings. So like Matt said this early, you just look at the player ranking or the average player ratings in the composite, and even that's a little misleading right now because uh, mm-hmm. there are guys who just aren't even on for whatever reason. Like ESPN hasn't even ranked player X. Rivals doesn't have a ranking for player Y. That's going to throw off their composite thing, and in some cases, guys won't even have a composite. I was looking at a 2021 prospect who is going to be committing to a really good school. Uh, Michigan State recently offered has a bunch of really good offers, and it's not like he's a sophomore. Like He's going into a senior season. He's like an 88 or something like that in 24-7, and he doesn't have a composite rating because he just hasn't been seen enough. Maybe he plays at a small school, hasn't done the camp circuit, yada, yada, yada. So that stuff is kind of, you know, it's fluid. And by the time you get into a a guy's middle of his senior season, you really start to get the full picture of their recruiting profile. So anything prior to that is, is premature and speculative on some circumstances some guys you just know right yeah sure trevor lawrence you just knew uh yeah malik (laughs) mcdowell yeah you're gonna know about him right just some guys you just know but for the majority of recruits it's very fluid you're bouncing from an 84 to an 86 to an 85 to an 87 you know it moves around and different sites find guys at different times so you go to a camp you have a great camp you get moved up you know stuff like that happens so that is Kind of, you know, we don't pay a ton of attention to actual team rankings until later. Uh, we look at average star, uh, you know, of average star rating of, of a certain class. And that's where Michigan State is kind of lower than you would hope right now. They're 11th in the Big Ten, which is kind of right around where they finished last year. And Michigan State usually signs smaller classes because guys generally stay longer and they don't have a ton of attrition and so they don't have to sign. 25 player classes. Um, Ohio State signs big classes because they lose players to the draft every year. Alabama signs huge mm-hmm. classes because they lose players and they oversign in the SEC uh, because guys just lose scholarships after their sophomore or junior seasons and they leave. Um, yep. And that's stuff. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, oversigning. Um, so as it sits with Michigan State right now, um, I wouldn't classify it as a slow start. It's not discouraging yet because it's only six players. Like there was some chatter from Michigan fans, of course, uh, about how just you know it's such a, it's a bad class. Yeah, whatever. It, going on and on about how terrible of a start it is for the class. Well, we've gone over the pandemic and, and all that, and just getting players in, um, being able to get people to re- like commit without really having taken visits, getting someone from Miami, someone from Maryland, kids that go across the country. When they do have options, it's not like they have no options. There are other options for these guys. Um, Getting them to commit uh, in this uncertain time is certainly a positive sign. You'd you'd love to have higher-rated players, but I don't think that's totally in the cards until things start to open up. Now, you're going to have virtual visits like they had with Caden Salter, the four-star quarterback from Texas, and you know that's all well and good, but a, a prospect like that, a top 100, top 80 prospect overall, 
probably isn't going to commit to a school he's never been to because he is picking from five, six, seven, eight great options, right? Yeah, right. So, like, it's just a different process. And it's not like the players that they've got committed were desperate and had only Michigan State and MAC offers. That's not the case with any of them. They've all chosen Michigan State over a number of Power 5 teams. Um, But it's not like they are choosing Michigan State over Penn State, Notre Dame, Michigan, etc. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's going to be a process. Mel Tucker's going to land those kids. Like, they are going to land those kids. It's just going to take a little bit. And, um, sorry, Max also asked real quick, and then we'll move on to the NFL stuff. Just um, what are, or what's the logic behind offering a player already committed? Because um, Michigan State's been doing this a bit. Basically, um, every recruit is fair game until they sign their national letter of intent. And even then, I was going to say uh, every recruit is fair game until they've played at least 15 snaps for the school yeah. that they go to in, in my book. Yeah. Every recruit is fair game until they are um, a legit entrenched starter at the school that they <laughs> yes. like. That's just that's the uh, operation of business. And that's how it goes. So, yeah, I mean, scholarships are pulled the day before signing. Like it's, it's rare, but it does happen. Uh, kids have a change of heart. Coaches staffs change. Uh, yeah. So there's, there's a few reasons why, okay. Yeah. The kids committed to Penn state. Well, let me slap this off right in front of you right now. Just in case anything happens. Oh, it'd be a real shame if James Franklin bounced around and went somewhere else, for example. Yeah. I, yeah so, yeah, you got a, a player committed three star quarterback. He's an 86 overall. you like him. And then a kid who's a 92 four stars like, hey, I would like to come to Michigan State. Guess who just lost their commitment and their offer? It's the three star. It happens yeah. all the time. It's mm-hmm. a dirty game. It's gross. Yeah. It happens. And we love it. it. It's just it's just <laughs> how it goes. Um, thanks for the email, Matt. He also asked expectations for three to five years down the line with Michigan State recruiting. Uh, if Tucker sticks around, you know, top 15 ish, somewhere in their classes consistently, basically keep pulling the 26, was it 2017 or 26, pulling the 2016 class every single year and you can start to be in business. Yeah. I, that's usually a winning formula. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's nice. Good, go. good breakdown. Great email. Good questions. Very yeah, good questions. Th- yeah. Thank you, Max. For your question. All right, let's laugh at the idea that the Mm -hmm. people who run the most valuable sports franchises in the country Uh, don't know how to use the internet map. No, they don't have a dang clue. Uh, Not (laughs) not too surprised either to to hear the reports from today's mock NFL draft either. Yesterday's, Matt. Yesterday, I'm very sorry. I apologize. They didn't even make it one pick. No, sure didn't. Sure didn't. I love seeing the setups too because I, I forgot the oh, names yeah. of the GMs, but there are a few GMs that like tweeted out their setups and like one guy's got like five monitors, he's ready to yes. go. He he's got like seven yes. G internet ready to go, and then someone's just like at their laptop with a seven year old Dell computer <laughs> just Big opened up, man. ready to run on like fifty megabytes worth of bandwidth. Oh, it's gonna be great. <laughs> yes, it's like okay, well, this yeah. is what we got going on here. That's just gonna be fantastic. You yeah. know, there is no one in the house under the age of like sixty that's gonna be able to help them out with things. <laughs> Their kids oh, are, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, their kids are playing on the iPad. Their wife right. is watching a movie in the other room while yeah. they're trying to work uh, right. on the draft. Everyone's using the bandwidth, and they don't understand what it means to like pay for certain. Like they just want, even though they're all rich, 
Mm-hmm. They just want the cheapest internet plan possible, like 25 yeah. megabits. Like we're good. We don't need anything more instead of having the hundred plus business class internet that they should have. And you would ask them about it and they'd be like, I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. And like, they'll put the router like in the chimney at the top of the house, <laughs> but they'll be sitting in the basement. I uh, wonder yes. why the internet is so slow. What's going on here? Uh, it's going to be just, fantastic. It is going to be an all-time night just for sports oh, fans, yeah. but specifically more for, like, Twitter because, oh, man, like, we saw it for the Michael Jordan documentary. We see yes. it for every big game. When the sports community comes together and just starts bantering about things, whether it's it be great. Twitter, Facebook, message boards, text threads, just with your friends, it is fantastic. And, hey, it's no secret, this is the only sport going on right now. We are going to have millions of armchair quarterbacks, even more yes. so than we have in the past, just ready to pop some takes off. Because people are having withdrawals from getting their horrible takes off, myself included. I am awful at NFL draft evaluation. It is a storied <laughs> history with me botching up every single prediction for every single player. Well, on Thursday, I'm going to have some thoughts on what these teams are doing, and I'm going to incinerate these people and probably look dumb three years down the line, but that's not important. Thursday, I just cannot wait. I cannot wait. Oh, it's going to be such a night. The uh, the stars of the night are going to be Adam Schefter, mm-hmm. uh, Mort, uh, although I, as well, we'll, yeah, we'll get Rapport, back to Mort. if you will. I haven't heard Mort in a while. I hope he's doing okay. Ah, uh, um, yeah. Yeah. I just, that literally just hit me as I was like, man, we haven't heard from Mort in a minute. All right. Well, um, I'll just check on Mort if anyone's connected yeah. to him. Yeah. Anyway, Schefter, Rappaport, Glazer, mm-hmm. uh, Diana Rossini was a star today sure, yeah. tweeting out like, yeah, the Bengals are screwed up. They did a, co- everyone did a conference call and forgot to mute. <laughs> oh just like, yeah it's like yeah. every corporate conference call you've ever so been on coming to one she's plugged in and people like to tell her funny weird things uh for some reason and so she's gonna be a star in this like all the insiders are gonna have just i hope hilarious moments like oh yeah yeah dave gettleman's internet went out and uh he ended up slipping in the bathroom and the giants traded the pick <laughs> um so here real quick before we get to the our game that we're gonna play over under is set at four and a half, Matt. Okay. What team, how many draft picks will go well before the first screw up? Four and a half, because um, I set that because Dave Gettleman is picking at fourth with the New York Giants. Oh, I was going to say, like, I would love to see the list in front of me right now because that's what it's going to come down to. A lot of these franchises are losing franchises for a reason because they just screw everything up. <laughs> There's a reason the Bengals, Redskins, Lions, Giants, and Dolphins are seemingly always somehow in the top ten of these drafts. Uh, give me – oh, give me – no, give me under. We're talking about the Lions here. They're squarely in the top three. <laughs> I'm a Lions fan. I absolutely despise the Lions, though. No, I'll save my rant for a little later. But under, under, under. Perfect, perfect segue because we're going to talk about the Lions and Michigan State prospects with a fun, gu- fun game called You Only Get One in Just a Second. All right, Matt, this is a pretty self-explanatory game, I would yeah. feel, by the title. Yeah, it is. It is. So I've got in front of me as I close out my recruiting ranking tabs and get to my show sheet tab. There it is. Sure. I've got a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven names here. Okay. Seven Michigan State Spartans. I love them all. And what I've done is I've looked at them, kind of figured out what their range is of what the experts are saying, where they're showing up. 
in mock drafts, um, what analysts are saying, because, you know, they do they do these regional conference calls, and they you know, okay, we're with the Detroit media. Let's talk about Michigan, Michigan State, and the directional schools, right? Those mm-hmm. prospects. So yep. I, I took all that and tried to kind of formulate a good range for these guys, and then I grabbed all of the Lions' picks, and I referenced them against each other and tried to match them to their closest spot. And wouldn't you know, it lined up pretty good. So what I've got is seven names, seven draft slots. You get one. You don't get to pick specifically which player you want the Lions to take. Mm-hmm. You have to factor in the draft pick as well. Okay. All right. So here are your options. Okay. We've got Josiah Scott. Third round, pick 21, 85th overall. Yeah. We've got Kenny Willekes, fourth round, pick two. Friend of the program, Kenny Willekes, thank you very much. Friend of the program, program. Kenny Willekes. Fourth round, pick two, 109th overall. And if you haven't been, I don't know, diving deep in the draft world and you hear Kenny Willekes, fourth round, what the hell is he talking about? That's the range. Fourth, fifth round is kind of where Kenny's stock has settled in. Mm-hmm. We can talk about how we feel about that in a minute, um, but that is just where he is projected to go. So Kenny Willekes, fourth round pick to 109th overall. We've got Joe Bocci, fifth round pick three, 149th overall. We've got Raekwon Williams, fifth round pick 20, 166th overall. We've got Brian Lewerke, sixth round, pick three, 182 overall. And then last one, Cody White and Daryl Stewart, seventh round, pick 21, 235th overall. Okay. All right. You are our resident Lions fan. I tolerate their existence to some extent. Yeah. Listen, I'm not nearly a a fan of the Lions, how much I like – Temper- okay, so it, it's if, not even close uh, on to a scale Michigan of State. one to MSU. MSU being a hundred, like the Lions have beaten me down so far that it's like a fifteen now. But like they're still my NFL team. I like them. I watch them every Sunday. But listen, at the end of the day, I, I still despise that team. They've been doing nothing but uh, <laughs> failing at their jobs, uh, absolutely screwing their fans over year in and year out by really just doing nothing other than having a coaching carousel every three years and everything is the same. They're a joke of a franchise. We all know that. And uh, they bring no happiness to anyone in Detroit and serve no purpose here in this city. With that said, my hold on. My favorite yeah. thing during the NFL season is like week nine when the Lions are um, three and five and they really need a big win to get to four and five and they blow a lead against mm-hmm. a team that they should absolutely beat. Yes. And you uncork a tweet that has something to do with loser franchise yes. loses game. Completely lose. Something like that. Because they are losers. Like, I, it, they just are losers through and through. Well, I'm 27 years old. I've never seen them win a division title or I've never seen them win a playoff game. 27 years. There's only four teams in the division. How do you never just fall ass backwards into a division title? Like, that's so hard. That's hard to do at some point. Just not accidentally win one. Mm-hmm. In 27 years, anyway, I digress. Anyway. So, so with, you get with one. That said, you get you get one name to bring you back to Lions fandom, a jersey that you would want to yeah, buy. Yeah. Someone you would be all in on rooting for. I know. You get one. Who are you taking at what pick? And I would love to say, like, well, I'd fill a need here. Everywhere on the field is a need for the Lions. <laughs> so they're all every single one except for probably Lewerke. Um they're all needs. Mm-hmm. Sure, of course. But oh man, and like this isn't me trying to be funny or you know pop off a joke here. I I feel horrible sending one of these guys to the Stooge franchise. 
It's awful. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. So, like, uh, of my favorite players here, I gotta say Kenny's my favorite player. Sure, it'd be awesome to see him come off the edge in Honolulu Blue. Do I want to send Kenny to Detroit, though, to waste the first few years of his career in, in Allen Park and, and Detroit? Is that what I want to do? Well, I think... I think Kenny, Kenny, I'm sure you're listening. You're an avid <laughs> listener. I'm, I'm almost positive you are. I, I apologize. I, I got to take Kenny, though. I got to take Kenny. It, it, it makes me sick to do this to such a fine gentleman, friend of the program. Fourth-round pick, Kenny Willekes. I'm so sorry, Kenny. I'm, I'm, I apologize. <laughs> It doesn't. It it, uh, it doesn't sit well with me. But then again, I like I like all these players that I'm staring at. It's like I'm not looking at a list and being like, oh yeah, f this guy. Send him to the like. No, they're all Spartans. I like them all. Come on. If you let's say this, if you were still all in on the Lions and mm-hmm. like, yeah, there, okay. I believe in like this Kool-Aid team. Like Kool Aid drenched, jersey. you're drinking. Yeah. yeah, you are soaked mm-hmm. in Kool Aid. It's like Flash Dance, but it's Kool Aid. Sure. Which one are you like, yeah, I got to add this guy to my team at that draft spot because he's going to be the guy and I want him to be part of a winning team, getting that division title, getting a playoff win. I want this Spartan. They're going to be the one to help do it. Who's your pick there? Is it still Kenny? I, you know, I still think it's Kenny, but also, you know what? You throw the winning aspect into it too. And listen, the last two years were not kind to any of these players as far as the win loss column goes at state. So, like, which one of these guys would I have loved to see win the most? Sure, Kenny's absolutely up there, but man, there's a sore spot for Brian Lewerke and just how it all went down <laughs> the last two years for him. You know, injured. Just uh, listen, we don't have time to go through everything that happened, but. Brian would be up there, but you know what? If I was like really a diehard fan and actually cared about what happened, and really, if I did have to fill a need and needed a guy, I think I'd go Raekwon Williams. Okay, I think I'll go him. Like a nice guy on in the interior line that would stop the run, rush the passer, perhaps a little bit. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I would love to see Raekwon. Don't get me wrong; I'd love to see the Lions take all these guys and feel horrible for all of them as well. But yeah. Uh, if I was a complete diehard fan and I actually cared and actually thought that they, oh, hey, we could make a playoff push this year, I'd go Raekwon, I think. Yeah. Okay. But since, like, it's all inconsequential and it doesn't matter, nothing matters in life, and it's just, like, a jersey to have, and I get to watch him more Sundays than not, <laughs> it would be Kenny in this case, yes. Okay. Yeah, I kind of, I think, I think Raekwon would be my pick. Um, Out of all these guys, I think Josiah Scott is going to pretty solid chance Josiah Scott's going to be a solid pro I hope so man um he'll find a spot playing nickel he'll earn a role he's fast he's good at pass defense he's he does all sorts of things really at a high level if he was um three or four inches taller and 15 20 pounds heavier Josiah Scott would be a first round pick um he's just he's small he's five foot nine Mm -hmm. uh and 180 something pounds He's going to get kicked inside, I think, but he can play. And I think Kenny will probably end up as a rotation player, someone who can contribute to good, solid football and winning. And there's a little bit of upside there, um, you know, in terms of, hey, can he be someone who can get you six, seven sacks coming off the edge, but, you know, is predominantly a run setter, he's on every down and can do a bunch of different things. You know, there's some potential there. I think Joe Bocci has some potential to be a solid player, but I think Raekwon, yeah. If he can kind of, um, I don't know. He he's. I think he's good enough to kind of play to play in the four three at defensive tackle to be in a rotation like right away, make an occasional splash play, hold up blocks, do his thing, win at the point of attack, yada yada yada. I think he's good enough to do that. 
but I think he's got at his size enough athletic ability that if he, um, you know, the it's crazy how these guys kind of transform even going from college to the NFL because we think of him in college like, yeah, that's a big, huge monster dude who's an incredible athlete. And then when it becomes their job, they just, it's even more. And so with some more strength training, some stuff like that, a little bit more professional technique work, and, um, you know, he just has the explosiveness where he's got great feet. And if he can get a little bigger, a little stronger, a little faster, and can work in some moves and things like that, he could be like a real disruptive player where you're like, yeah, Raekwon should have been, you know, first or second round pick. He's actually a high quality starter. I could see that happening more likely than, you know, Bocce or Kenny who are kind of in similar value. So I think he's got the, uh, the higher upside there, but you know, maybe a little bit more. I, I, you're not a bust at that level, but the the development potential maybe the floor is a little bit lower than someone like Willikis. So I think I'm going to go Raekwon there, um, just for the upside. Josiah Scott, I think, is the safest pick, even in the middle of the third round. I I, I hope so, man. Uh, yeah, that'd be awesome to see him hopefully fall. I I, look, I, I want all these guys to fall to a winning <laughs> franchise. Yes. And if they don't fall to a winning franchise, just let it be the Lions, and I could just feel sorry for them. So, 16, 17 weeks out of the year. I want, I just, I want Lewerke to end up with a good quarterback coach who can help make his, his mechanics more consistent. Yeah. Because when he's on and he's getting, you know, help from his pass catchers, catching the ball and has solid protection and like he can do some stuff. It just wasn't nearly consistent. And we know about the injury situation and all that. Of course. Um, but in terms of just talent, the ability to throw the ball, be mobile, and, and do things right, like his highs are incredibly good. Um, and boy, howdy, do his lows look bad. Um, so I hope he can get with a good QB coach, sit for a couple of years, refine the, the skill set, so to speak, um, because I think he could be really a, a good player if he puts it all together, which you know, unfortunately didn't do enough at Michigan State. He would tell you that too. Um but certainly still has the talent to do so. It'd be great to see him land in a great spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good luck to all these guys, really. I, I, yeah. I generally mean that. The last two years are not indicative of their talent. Uh, man. Yeah. All right, yeah. good times. <laughs> good times. All right, that's going to do it for us on today's show. We'll be back tomorrow. I think we're going to try to solicit a ton of questions and just do a big mailbag. Um, yeah, let's get nuts. If you have NFL draft questions, Michigan State players in the draft, or any other Michigan State things, uh, do that. We've got a potential basketball commit looming on the horizon, which we'll get into tomorrow. And then Thursday, we're going to speak with uh, someone who knows more about this than us, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yep. And uh, do some NFL, uh, whatever, projecting, mock drafting. Um, I don't know. What's the proper word? What am I looking for? Just really giving stock, us a, a, stock analysis. Updates. Yeah, stock updates. Yeah, stock analysis. updates. He's going to tell us who's going to go higher yeah. than we think, who's going to go lower. Yeah, so it, yeah. it's Dan Barnes from uh, Coast to Coast Scouting. Thank you. Uh, listener Sean Dwyer. Was, I forgot if it was Dan or Dave, and I didn't want to say the wrong name. And I was looking. I was like, I know it's Barnes. Yeah. Thank you. Yep, and uh, yeah, thank you for Dan Sean Barnes. Dwyer to uh, to sniping him for us and reaching out to him. So yeah, he looks like a solid yes. guy. Um, coast to coast scouting, uh, they do big boards, mock drafts, the full nine yards. So yeah, he's going to know more than than we do. Yes. Um, so we're looking forward to that. That'll be Thursday's show. So some NFL draft Spartan stuff coming up, a little bit of basketball recruiting and listener questions to carry us through the week here. Thanks so much for listening. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcasts, Matt. 
Take us home. Oh, I don't have anything planned. Shoot. Hey, go green! Woo! Okay. Nice. Nailed it.